Please be advised, this recording does contain mature subject matter. You may find some words, phrases, and inferences that may trigger you, so please be advised and be warned. Hey everybody, Dungeon Master Academy here. Um, today's podcast is going to be a little bit uh, more distinct, a little bit mechanical, so I do apologize for that. Um, one of the things I want to tackle is some of the, one of the things that comes up often is getting into a grapple situation. Um, how to use it, when to use it, what do you beat against? What do you, you know, what do you, what are your DCs? What are you checking against? Um, grapple is a condition not to be confused with restraint. First of all, so let's really quick. Let's go over the conditions. Okay, so you have blinded, charmed, deafened, frightened, grappled, incapacitated, invisible, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, restrained, stunned, and unconscious. Now. Each one of those has a descriptor as written that you should apply accordingly. Now, I find that the challenge that a lot of people get into is when can they use grapple? Is it a bonus action? Is it an action? Um, if I'm not strong, but if I'm dexterous, can I use it? Um, so it's basically a contest. Once you declare that during an encounter, or even outside of an encounter before initiative is even kicked off and you decide to attempt to grapple someone, it's basically a contest. Now, the only difference really is that if you, let's say you stealth on an, oppon an opponent and that may give you advantage on your check. Um, it may also be a surprise action. It may be determined by the DM or GM that because they didn't notice you, let's say you're invisible, you stealth well, and you're about to grapple. The DM or GM may decide that as long as you don't roll a natural one, your grapple is successful. And what they'll do is they'll ask you to roll a grapple with advantage as a contested number for after the resolution. Like, so for example, the, look, if you don't roll a one, any you roll is going to basically successfully grapple the individual because it's going to be a surprise action. You stealthed, you did it well, you've now grappled the individual. Let's say you do that and then two of your companions rush in and immediately begin to bind the hands and arms. Once they're done binding the hands and arms, that person becomes restrained. Um, they're free to try to break from the restraints. They may challenge it. Now, how do I develop a role for them to challenge well normally what i do is i have the players make a sleight of hand check um, that mimics their ability to tie a knot if their sleight of hand check uh beats whatever the dc is i then say uh give me performance check with advantage or disadvantage depending on how they roll on sleight of hand this kind of flavors their ability to tie a knot and perform the action well um if sleight of hand or performance is a proficiency they have, then they're, the better they are at tying knots. That gra that surprise grappled individual is no longer grappled, they're restrained. 
Now, let's say it's during a normal combat encounter. Maybe there's a particular player that you need to capture, and capturing that player is an important part of the narrative, or as a party you've decided that capturing that player is necessary. You go off your initiative roll. The individual character announces they're going to attempt to grapple the target. All the other rules apply. So if you're already in base with someone else and you're leaving base, you know, attack of opportunity, right? None of the other encounters are disassociated just because you declare to try to grapple someone. Uh, it's an action, right? So, you know, you still have your full movement. You still have a bonus action um, that applies. Basically, attempting to grapple someone is an action. Now, with that in mind, most DMs and GMs are pretty equivocal in the understanding that they're going to allow both the contested and the person attempting to grapple to use their best skill check to establish the grapple contest. Um, so let's say a very strong fighter type or barbarian type is attempting to grapple a rogue. The fighter barbarian type is going to roll athletics or strength, whichever is higher for them. The rogue is going to roll um, dex or acrobatics, uh, which is, or athlete, or uh, sorry, acrobatics, or which is ever higher for them. Because sometimes having a higher proficiency based on your character class in acrobatics or athletics may allow you to have a higher adjustment than just your base dex or base or base strength. Um, that's how I do it. Most DMs and GMs like to do it that way. Um, otherwise, rules as written has a pretty clear contested understanding of what you should do. Now, the, cont the contest is a tie or higher, right? Um, so, so if the person attempting to grapple rolls a 22, and the person attempting to not get caught up in the grapple rolls a 21, they are grappled. If they roll a 22 or higher, they are not grappled. Now, I'll sometimes flavor the result based on the difference between the contest. For example, let's say the, um, and this is homebrew, so not necessarily have to use this, but one of the things I like to do to uh, reward higher rolls versus lower rolls. Um, let's say the fighter barbarian rolls a 26 and the rogue rolls you know, a nine, you know, say for whatever reason, they rolled a two plus a seven is a nine. There's a significant difference between the success of the grapple and the contest of trying to avoid it. So much so I will award the player grappling a 1d4 bludgeoning strike, or you might call it a, um, an armed strike as part of the grapple effect, causing some minimal bludgeoning damage at the same time. Uh, I do flavor some players in my groups as they get higher in level and choose to become grapple proficient there's stun effects there's lots of different effects that come with that so i just kind of wanted to cover grappling um and i'm going to read you the rules as written so once the opponent is grappled speed is reduced to zero no bonuses apply ends when grappler is incapacitated you escape or you are forcibly separated. 
Grappler can move with you at high speed. So for example, let's say during the rogue's turn, they try to escape as their action. They roll a 12, the grappler rolls a 22. That is essentially the end of the person's turn, unless they have a bonus action that they want to try to execute um, with the grappled effect on them. Um, they're free to try that. I mean, they're free to try to attack with disadvantage. Um, there's many different things that affect that. Um, often monsters, when they grapple an individual, the effect of being grappled by the monster turns into the effect of being restrained, right? So if you've been grappled by a monster and then the stat block describes you are now restrained because you're grappled, then you know, your speed is reduced to zero, your attacks and dexterity saves have disadvantage, um, hostiles have advantage. Now, that's usually a special ability or special effect due to the condition of the monster. Now, if you're grappled and you have a bonus action attack, it's a regular attack. It's, you know, if you read the grappled rule under the condition, there's no disadvantage. So if you're a dual wielding or you have or even if you choose to headbutt as an unarmed strike, that can happen with a, you know, a normal attack ability. Um, it's always an action to try to break the grapple, though. Um, so if during your action, you would normally have two attacks. You don't get two actions. You just get, you know, you consume the action trying to break the grapple. So just one of the conditions that comes up often at my table. Just kind of wanted to share that one with you and throw it out there. Um, as always, visit us on Patreon, uh, donate us a coffee, stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you next time.